Hi there, it's Elspeth, Elspeth Jackman again with a podcast. This time called Fibre and Foam, a wonderful exhibition, and also my thoughts on war. Do you know, it was shaped just like a dragon. Yes, a small dragon. I was looking out of my bedroom window early in the morning and the sky took my attention. A bit later on, the little dragon had changed into a big one. Bright light shone through a now enlarged eye, and there was a horrible gash of a dribbling mouth. (laughs) Yes, I admit it, I do have an imagination. So, in a way, I can't take too much visual of what Putin is doing in Ukraine. Ukraine, sorry. It's shocking beyond belief. I almost can't believe I'm living in the same world as the terrible atrocities that are continuing to devastate that part of our world. Our world? Well, some would say God's world. How can one man have zero conscience about it? This morning, I read a passage from the Bible from the book of Nehemiah. It took me straight to what Putin is trying to do in Ukraine. Nehemiah tells of the utter devastation of his city and that all the walls were broken down. Now, they didn't have the power of air missiles or the whole area of fighting equipment that are available in modern Britain. But Nehemiah felt that God wanted him to start and get the walls repaired. So for each area affected, he called on the local people to do the job just to replace the broken bastions in their own area, which would then meet up and be a good all-round defence barrier. Perhaps I missed the narrative that tells how the walls were knocked down in the first place, but he must have had convincing authority to get the leaders of each area to get it down. Yes, it takes, and put it up again, sorry, it takes a long chapter in the Bible to list each part of the wall. Let me quote the first few verses of the book of Nehemiah. In the month of Kislev, in the twentieth year that Artaxerxes was emperor of Persia, I, Nehemiah, was in Susa, the capital city. Hanani, one of my brothers, arrived from Judah with another group, and I asked them about Jerusalem and about our fellow Jews who had returned from exile in Babylonia. They told me that those who had survived and were back in the homeland were in great difficulty, and the foreigners who lived nearby looked down on them. They also told me that the walls of Jerusalem were still broken down, and that the gates had not been restored since the time they were burnt. When I heard all this, I sat down and wept. That's Nehemiah, not me. And that's a reading from the Bible. Doesn't this ring a bell to us in what is happening in Ukraine? I could read you lots more, but Nehemiah cried out to God, confessing that his people had sinned. And then after lots of prayer, asked Emperor Artaxerxes for help. He was the emperor's wine steward, and the emperor noted that he wasn't his usual cheerful self. And what with praying to God and being bold enough to put his request to the emperor, he was allowed to leave to go back to Jerusalem and see what he could do. 
I do believe that God knows what is happening today. And maybe we'll produce a modern Nehemiah to rise up for righteousness. However, it was not without opposition of Sanballat and Tobiah. <laughs> yes, it's quite a relevant story from so long ago. And in our Bible headed, the book of Nehemiah. Life isn't straightforward, is it? What with the horrendous treatment of cities in the Ukraine and Putin at its head, I'd hardly noticed um, a comeback of COVID in our midst. I thought we'd got to the point of treating it as a minor flu. However, most of us, like myself, who live on their own, it has got more than one consequence. I have some very good friends living locally or with husbands. Ah, oh, I thought the other day, this sunshine is almost too good to be true in late March. It's a day for a walk with a friend in the sun. However, my very good friend would not even consent to sitting with me in my large garden due to the possibility of catching COVID from me. Or perhaps passing it on. Goodness. It's maybe why I'm finding it difficult to get an interesting person to come and give an interesting podcast with me on. Well, I've recently discovered the latest St. Albans Museum display, Fibre and Foam. I must say I've never seen anything like it. It's down in the basement area and not easy to describe. It's created by Anna Ray, who works with materials. Let me try and describe one full-length wall feature. Imagine larger-than-life worms, brilliantly coloured, jostling together on a very large wall. That's one of the displays, but... Oh, yes, maybe I can bring it to life better by reading a little poem that I penned about it. Who'd have thought it? You couldn't have bought it. I can hardly explain it, never mind name it. Think of every colour in the world. What? Like international flags unfurled? No, think brighter, stronger, bunched together like the fisherman's catch in sunny weather. Searching, wriggling, peering, gliding, on top lying, crouched down, hiding. White worms tinted buttercup yellow, mauve or brown, both strong or mellow, blue to die for, red and pink, greens and violet, makes you think. What are you, wriggly outburst of worms? Trying to tell me? Tell me your terms. I think that patiently sown in by day, they plan to escape in the night and make way to shiver and shake right under the moon <laughs> so that onlookers tremble and then start to swoon. A pencil bot orgy? But colours are bright. It can't be an apparition that comes out at night. Like small rubber fingers, they jostle together and they all have such fun, whatever the weather. There's a whole wall of these fingers, multicoloured and squeezy. And to describe the effect, well, it's not very easy. Do I squirm at these colourful worms in 3D? No, I don't. But I'd love to know how to react. <laughs> me. Oh, it's so far away from the fact of thousands of mums, dads, children, babies starving in some of the cities of Ukraine, but sometimes we need to have a change of thought.
with the aid of the news visually on whatever device we have, extraordinary things are happening. For example, the other week, sudden decision of the authorities in Afghanistan to deny teenage girls a chance to go to school and acquire qualifications. And they only put this down and said it when the girls had gone for the first day. <laughs> but back to Anna Ray's display. There's other fascinating patterns of hanging threads and cords. There's gigantic fabric and foam flowers. And it's fascinating reading about her influences, interest in the Huguenots, for instance, an idea she gets through just walking in the garden. Do come and see it. It's free. And on until the 17th of April this year in the Western Gallery downstairs in the museum in the middle of St Albans. But do no note that the museum does not open its doors until 11am. From something both extraordinary and beautiful, back to Putin and his attempt to annihilate a whole country. Does it give that evil man joy to know that due to him babies are dying, husbands are being killed and whole families are displaced? I wonder if he has family, relatives, offspring. Now I could argue on one side, Christians believe in a sovereign God. Where is he? Doesn't he care? Others could argue that this shows there's no God at all. He's just a fabrication of our wills. Where do you stand on this subject? It's salutary to read and digest some of the books in the Bible in what's called the Old Testament. This, here we get leaders wandering over the land, not at all in charge, yet it was God's plan for them. Suffering on many occasions had drawn them nearer to God's heart before the release of his love and provision. So I asked myself, what does God think of the current appalling raising to the ground of a city, of leaving hundreds of women, mainly with their babies and children, to starve with not even water? I did wonder if there are hundreds stuck in the basement. Why can't they dig out the basement? Then I think what it is like to leave not only your own home, but all those things that you have collected over the years. I must confess, <laughs> I do keep things. I take a delight in it. I've got um, an original puppet of Muffin the Mule clanking his way around. And then there's my first teddy, which actually had knitted trousers in dark blue. And all those photographs. What on earth would it be like to start again with nothing? Is it possible that people will turn to God almost out of desperation? God, you know what's going on. Please, please do something. Or they will totally reject God when they, who they think cannot help them. If you're a Christian reading this, do you plead with God for his help in these desperate situations? Or don't you believe he could help? Well, the subjects of my thoughts today merge and mingle, a bit like the fibre and foam displays in our St Albans Museum in the centre of St Albans. Thank you for listening to this St Albans podcast.